Hey, good morning, everyone. It is a wonderful, wonderful Thursday. Why? Because I opened my eyes today, and uh, that's always a good thing. I also have my little owl coffee cup. <laughs> it's actually my wife's, but I couldn't. It's the only one that fits in my car, and I just enjoyed my coffee <laughs> this morning. So, do, do you enjoy coffee, sir? Uh, I do enjoy coffee, and uh, I'm just kind of laughing about the, the cup in the car because I have an older Mercedes, and the coffee cup holder in that thing might fit a water bottle a small one <laughs> it's it's european cups that they that, that car was made to hold there a latte maybe or something well folks if you haven't identified that voice yet which might be a good chance but you might know this guy because he's been around a while I'm not saying anything about age on that one <laughs> thanks mr david johnson's here and david has been on the show before and if you do not recall or you don't remember David. David is the branch manager for Better Homes and Gardens, Gary Green in the Friendswood office. Um, but I think that title's expanding. But we're going to get into that a little mm. bit more. We'll get into that a little bit more. Good morning, Good. David. Welcome. Good morning, John. Thank you. No, it's, it's always a pleasure having you on here. Why? Because it is indeed the real estate happy hour with Gary Green. Yes. Uh, I'm going to tell you this about the real estate happy hour. If I could have this in the afternoon, we certainly would have like a real happy hour kind of thing going on here. The conversation might get a little more expanded. Well, you know what? And I <laughs> encourage people to be open more. I just don't know how open we want to be on, on those things. Well, folks, today I'm going to be talking with David. Uh, like I said, he is the uh, uh, branch manager for the Friendswood office for Better Homes and Gardens, Gary Green. And we're going to talk a little bit about real estate. Um, and it's not just going to be about realtors. It's not just going to be about buying a home or selling a home. But it will have a realm in all those areas and in questions. And we'll see where it goes from there. I mean, there's some definitely uh, some great information for everybody. And again, hopefully, if you aren't listening to us right now, you still think of us throughout the day. And uh, you'll be able to watch us on YouTube. And again, folks, for you too, if you can not listen to the whole show, that's okay. You can go to YouTube and on Vinyl Draft Radio page on YouTube, you can see the show in all its glory. I don't know what that means for you, <laughs> but uh, but hopefully you will enjoy it. So, David, let's catch up a little bit. You know, you've been on before, but I want to remind everybody about Mr. David Johnston. First thing, you're not the football player, David Johnston. No, I am not. Okay, just making sure. I, I wish I had his money. Yeah, of course, of course. There's no problem. And, and you're not related to... The moose or anything? No. Okay. No. Same of, thing though. But he's a good broadcaster now. Yeah, he does get better. On it. Yeah, I've I've noticed that too. You notice about football players when they're done playing, they get a whole bunch smaller. <laughs> That's which true. It was kind of unique. <laughs> I've never seen those guys stay big in that uh, in that aspect. Particularly the quarterbacks. You notice they're generally in really good shape, and then when they're done, they kind of shrink a little bit. It's probably best for their health, I would think. <laughs> yeah, probably <laughs> so. All right, so let's find out a little bit about David a little bit. Now, David asked me before the show, he said, well, how far do I go back? And I said, kindergarten, of course. <laughs> but no, we want to find out. First, I do want to know, uh, I, I want you to remind me, pre-real estate realtor David Johnston, hmm. where was your life taking you, sir? Well, prior to, to um, coming on board with Better Homes and Garden Gary Green, uh, I had a previous life in um, banking and mortgage banking, and I worked for um, a, a large bank at, at, at before it, it blew up. Um, it was the fourth largest bank uh, in the country, 
uh, it was called Wachovia. Oh, I know uh, Wachovia. And um, and so um, I I was from California, so I led a large uh, operation, mortgage operation in Southern California. Um, led the origination group, the appraisal group, the underwriting group there. And so that was, um, you know, kind of my background uh, in the, with the bank. And then I moved on and was um, asked to come to San Antonio, which is how I landed in Texas. Um, and I was uh, leading the, what we called the portfolio retention organization. <clears throat> we were a portfolio lender, meaning we originated and kept our own loans. Gotcha. And so um, in leading that, that organization, also entailed leading the customer service organization, really anything that touched the customer. At one point, I had over 4,000 people um, under me, and um, it was really a great experience uh, until it ended. But that, that's the way it happened. I think a lot of people are affected um, in, in those times, which was uh, 2008, 2009. Well, definitely during that time. That was the, I think from a real estate standpoint, 2008 was when real estate really kind of, hit the crash and it wasn't the financial crash that was in 2006 but the result of that happened with real estate itself in 2008 when did when did you when did you say wachovia kind of went bust because i'll be honest with you you know i know wachovia because when i was younger that was probably one the first bank i used right but that was based on the east coast so exactly. i didn't know yeah yeah so. and and at that time a lot of mergers acquisitions the uh, first union and wachovia came together there were some others there as well and say so did the mortgage thing kind of destroy wachovia <clears throat> Or was that? You know, th that there was a number of things uh, that happened. It, it really wasn't the mortgage aspect of it that that was its demise. Um, but I think all those things contributed. So what do you think? Uh, here's what I'm drawing a parallel to right now. A banker, loan, origination, whatever you want to call that industry, mm -hmm. people from there tend to migrate over to real estate at some point. There's a there there is a good not always the, well there is a good correlation there and that's what what kind of drove me in in the direction of 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 joining Better Homes and Garden and getting into the real estate business was the familiarity not just with the financial aspect of buying homes but the familiarity of, of property um, gotcha. at, at the bank we were a very property. Uh, centric organization uh, there was two things we liked large down payments and great property and and I think that that was a different dimension that I could bring as a real estate agent in talking to people about property um, we used to do what we would call risk property is it a high-risk property is it a medium-risk property a low-risk property a low-risk property would be a, a, a home in the middle of a subdivision in an interior street uh, a medium risk property might be one that's on a feeder street within the that same subdivision and a high risk property be one that backs a very busy street so these properties decline in their marketability based on their location within a certain area uh, we would even go to an excessive risk property let's say that's one that sides a gas station with a fire station across the street oh gotcha so and that would be the type of home we really wouldn't want to lend on at all hmm Interesting. Yeah. So when we so being in a car and taking people around and showing the properties and they might fall in love with something that fit one of those higher categories. And I, I may just share some of that 
information. Gotcha. So, so the jump between the two isn't far. I, you know, I tend to think that uh, there's probably quite a few people out there that, that find out a mortgage or loan officer person they have known in that capacity that went to real estate goes, there's probably just not enough money in, in, in lending, <laughs> mortgage <laughs> lending. So they think real estate uh, agents make a whole bunch of money there. But uh, yeah, I don't know if that's the mentality, but I'm sure there's people out there that think that. Maybe. I, I, you know, more, good mortgage originators do very well. And that's what I, and that's what I would think. Yeah. You know, I, I would think that too. Maybe that's indicative of how well they do that job. I don't know. True. It could happen there. All right. So one of the areas I want to talk about with David and, and, and may consume uh, a lot of the show, depending on the answers we get. Mm-hmm. And again, I'm going to say this up front. What, what David and I talk about or the questions I pose are, are really opinion based. I don't think in, in, and I've said this before, real estate can be done different ways. And I'm sure David and I have different methods because David is, uh, was also obviously a real estate agent and started in that way and moved up and, and is now a, a manager for an office. But uh, I'm sure he has opinions on things. But one of the things I do want to bring to the table today are, you know, what, you know, what people should look for in a realtor. Now, again, this could be fellow agents about each other, you know, working with each other. It could be about, from a broker standpoint, bringing on an agent, what an agent should look at for a broker. But it also is for the consumer. You know, you should always interview agents. I'll be the first one to tell you, I would love for you to just call me and call me alone. Mm-hmm. There's some really great agents out there. I get, you know, and I can understand if people want to interview two or three. Mm-hmm. And so that's all I can ask mm-hmm. is, is interview two or three. But some of the questions that never get asked of these agents kind of confound me. I mean, I don't know mm-hmm. why you wouldn't ask that. Now, I'm gonna again preface this with one thing and not take all the talk. I think that loyalty is fantastic, but loyalty has to be earned each and every time. Mm-hmm. And, and it's easy to preach that, um, and you would think everybody knows that, but I've had people literally tell me, almost like breaking up with me, <laughs> My best friend just became a real estate agent, so oh. I can't use you as a real estate agent anymore. She'll kill me. Right. I understand that, but right. it was almost like breaking up, right. you know, and he, right. it's that kind of relationship. Um, it's not you, it's me. Um, one, one of those things. And how many times after that happens, 30 days down the line, are you getting the phone call that says, help? Yeah, and that's what happens, and you want the best for them anyway. And again, you know, it's kind of like when you break up with someone or they break up with you, you know, sometimes you could still be friends. Mm-hmm. I think in this case, you certainly can be. Um, it's not a personal thing. <coughs> for them, it's personal because it's their best friend that they've had, you know, since right. they were in kindergarten or whatever it may be. So I want to say that's understandable, but it does have to be earned. So just keep that in mind out there. But I think you also need to interview people, and there's – if you go online and say, you know, what questions should I ask a real estate agent? You're going to come up with hundreds of pages that tell you what you should should ask. So I wanted to post some of these questions to David today, and uh, that'll be a majority of our show. And I'm sure other things will arise from there. Maybe even again some opinions that may or may not be shared between the two of us, or with anybody else listening. To be honest, um, hopefully we're not that far off base a little bit. But before we do, and before we go into our first break, I want to ask. David something directly about Mm -hmm. what makes a real estate office not in terms of philosophy but also physically Mm -hmm. 
something that agents want to be at and go to. You know, there's different types of agents. Mm-hmm. So we kind of talked about it a little bit earlier, but I want to see in your head what makes an office. Well, th- that's a that's really a great question, and 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 it's really timely, and, and I'm maybe I'll be able to expound on that a little bit later, but. Um, you know, it has to do, I think, with the culture of the office. And I think every office, even offices within our own company, will have different cultures as as it evolves. Um, you know, I think that the, the culture um, it, it should be a collaborative type of way that you get there. Um, are we going to be a celebratory office? Is it a fun and festive, you know, organization? Um you know, is it a happy place to come be? And I think that's ultimately what what everyone wants is a, a nice nice working environment to to be at. Um, so, from our standpoint, from a the way that I um, want to lead the office is is I want all of our services certainly available for all of our agents. Um, you know, one thing that's great is it, if a brand new agent starts today, they have all of the, the same resources that a tenure agent has. So when they're going out on that first listing appointment, they're going to look just as good as, as the, the top producer who's going out there as well. And you brought that up earlier, and I think that is kind of a key thing to say is that you're going to provide every, you know, your mentality is, is providing every resource to the agents, regardless of experience level, regardless, you know, uh, of the tenure, as, as we talked about. And, and I'm sure we're going to talk a little bit more about that because it kind of dives into questions that I think a lot of consumers should be asking when they're interviewing agents. But in the short amount of time we have before this break, I, I, it's a perfect time mm. to say, let's, let's talk about what we keep alluding to here. <laughs> and, and I have mentioned it on another show. Um, but I wanted to make sure we have it, have it officially um, and, and the address and stuff. But uh, we have a new new addition. So I am uh, extremely uh, proud um, to announce the opening of our newest office within the Better Homes and Garden Gary Green family. Uh, we are um, in League City, and we have always served League City. Um, but now we're going to be able to, to do it even in a greater way. Um, we believe that this is going to be a fantastic opportunity for our agents um, to maximize market share, which we do have a dominant position in already. But uh, the grand opening of our League City office, we anticipate to be in 10 days from today. And uh, we are located in the development known as the Marketplace at 96, and that address is 1911 West League City Parkway, and it's directly across the street from the Kroger that went in there and where the family Y is. Um, but we're just thrilled. Um, the the place is beautiful. It's state of the art um, technology inside. Our signs went up this past Friday and uh, uh, furniture, cubicles, all that kind of stuff is in. And so we're just waiting for a couple uh, last details to come together, and then we'll be there. We're scheduling the ribbon-cutting ceremony with the chamber, and uh, we really just couldn't be more excited about it. No doubt. It's, 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 been, it's been a time coming. All right, folks, when we come back, we'll be back with more David Johnston, not, not the football player. <laughs> 
Want to know more about today's show, your previous shows, watch John in our video archives, and anything else you need to know, finaldraftradio.com. Click on Featured Shows, the Bringing It Home Radio Show with John Wilkinson, the real estate agent invested in you. We'll be right back. Final Draft Radio. I'm not sure why I whispered that. Do you ever wonder how every insurance company seems to boast about having the best rate for you? With so many companies, how is it possible that they can all have the best rate? Well, the reality is they're all telling the truth. Kind of. You see, each insurance company has a different set of target customers that they're looking for, so each company will have the best rate for someone. The challenge is finding the one that likes you the most. Perfect Policy evaluates you through more companies than any other insurance agent, and that's how they find the best policy for you. It just makes sense. More options means better value. Contact Perfect Policy today. What would you like from your bank or credit union? How about a mobile app that makes banking simple? How about free online banking and mobile bill pay? How about loan decisions made locally? How about 15 convenient locations? Associated Credit Union of Texas has all of these and more. Sounds like you should get associated. ACU of Texas, federally insured by the NCUA. For more info, visit acutx.org. When was the last time you went to the dentist? One year? Three years? More? Most of us get so busy that we don't go to the dentist like we should. Well, maybe it's because you're not going to the right dentist. Call Dr. Tekin and his staff at Tekin Smiles right here in Link City, 281-334-4944, or go online to TekinSmiles.com. Because seeing your dentist shouldn't be a pain. Engineer quite often. <laughs> this is Seth Actually, from Waterfront House Hunting on the FYI Network, and you're listening to the Bringing It Home Radio Show, exclusively on Vinyl Draft Radio. And we are alive. Thank you, Tegan. Tegan lets us know when we are alive. All right. Now, he says live, but we're, all, all we're right. alive. All right, all right, all right. And I am back with Mr. David Johnston, a branch manager for Friendswood and... League City. Uh, that's the Better Homes and Gardens, Gary Green. And that new new location hopefully will be opened up and uh, we'll be celebrating the opening within a 10-day period or so. That's what we're looking, exactly. looking at. And again, it's perfect because if we haven't quite opened the doors yet, you can just go to the Kroger. That's one of those super shopping mega... Big. Yeah, mega Kroger's. You can spend a couple hours there or, or whatnot before or after getting a great agent over at Better Homes and Gardens, Gary Green. Let's talk about getting a great agent. Yes. This is one of the, one of the jobs, one of the roles. It's not a, a job per se, but one of the roles that David plays is not only helping develop the existing agents, um, but it's also about attracting and retaining agents as well. And there, there are different levels of those agents. So before we get into some of the questions that I wanted to ask you about, you know, uh, about agents and selecting agents, no matter what position you're in. Sure. <clears throat> what are some of the things that you would encourage agents to come to you in terms of why they should come to you? Um, sure. You know, not 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 reasoning why Better Homes and Gardens or why David, but what to any new agent out there, what would you say to them to come and see us? Sure. Um, so from the new agent perspective, 
when we're when we're talking to new agents, there's they're interested primarily in two things. Um, one is training, and and that's a, a big thing. And I don't think there's another um, brokerage that that does better training than Better Homes and Garden Gary Green. Uh, we start with a five-week program that we call Fast Track. Um, it helps them get their business started, gets it launched. Um, and so we kind of lay a foundation for them, um, obviously working with buyers, working with sellers, marketing themselves, leases, contracts, things that, that they need to know. Obviously, when they're going to real estate school, they're in real estate school to learn how to pass an exam. When they get to us, we're here to teach them how to sell real estate. And, um, and, and we do, I, I, I truly believe we do a phenomenal job with that. Uh, secondly is lead generation, um, and everyone's interested in lead generation. We have a few ways of, of going about that. Um, one, of course, is we have a CRM that works very well, that routes leads directly um, to our agents. So from a technological standpoint, we're, we're very well there that they can get those leads. And because we are a dominant player, in this area, we have a tremendous amount of listings out there. And so floor time becomes a very valuable um, piece for us. Um, so we always have an agent on duty to answer phone calls that are coming in from people who are out driving around, hunting for, for uh, houses for sale. And then they find, you know, they're parked in front of one of our listings and they're calling the office to get more information. Right. So those are really tremendous leads. Um, with our systems and the marketing that we have when, with the number of listings or, uh, again, a number of open house opportunities, and, and we have our, our agents, you know, hold open houses for other agents, and, and we handle the, the uh, marketing of that for our agents, meaning we'll produce the flyers that are necessary for that. We provide the open house signs that are necessary for that. We'll blow up the balloons for those agents. To, literally, to, to, to literally. Come in, to come you and get, do that. Or I should say, you know, put them on the helium tank. But so, so when our agents come on Sunday morning to pick up their stuff for the open house, it's just come and get it. And because we have staff and the people there who are going to take care of them and get that stuff done because they have other things to do to get prepared for, for the open right. house and or service other clients that they're working with. Well, and there's definitely a lot of reasons. And what I guess what is and I'm going to say this from just a real estate agent stepping back. If, if I didn't know if I hadn't been in the business 10 years, it's my first week of being licensed, but I still haven't found a place. Mm -hmm. What What's really making the difference? And I, I don't know even know if you can answer this, but what what's really making the difference? Why, why am, you know, I've already determined in my head, I probably need to go to a national chain of some sort because the, because of the support level of things. Right. Why, what's the difference between Gary Green and, you know, Better Homes and Gardens or right. other national chains? Right, well, so I would say this. There are basically um, three business models when it comes to brokerage. Um, so one business model is, you know, highly geared to fees and desk space. and. When you mean fee, fees to the agent? To, to the agent, right? Okay. So the agent's renting a desk. And so, so the focus is on, on that. Um, 100 agents at $1,000 a desk per month, do the math. Um, 
another model is, you know, join our company, um, get your friends to join. Um, I'll make a you know a little off that, and we'll, we'll have this great team, and and everyone gets a little bit of everything. Um, so that that's another one. Um, we are what you would call a traditional type of of brokerage, and so we work just basically on splits. Our fee structure fee structure is extremely low. Um, it, it's it has to be the the lowest out there, outside of. Uh, hang your license kind of a place. Mm -hmm. um, but in the environment that we're talking, national chain type of thing. Um, so um, so we're traditional. And we're not the only traditional. There are other traditional models out there. Um, but the difference between our model and the other models is we are fully agent-focused, which means the company doesn't make any money unless the agent makes money. It's not you know, to where the, the desk rental kind of a thing. So everything we do is about the agent. I, if the agent isn't successful, then the company's not successful. So there isn't a single thing we do that doesn't have the agent first and foremost in our mind. Hmm. That's, you know, is that enough? And I, this is just a question out to any new real estate agents. Is that enough for you? Is that, is that enough? Or are you just thinking about how much money am I making at the end of the day? And the reason I bring that is that this is a fellow real estate agent here talking to you. Mm -hmm. It's not just about how much of that commission do you get. It's really about what the brokerage can help you grow with mm -hmm. and provide to you to grow in the future. Um, and there's a trade-off to that. It's not just this flat desk fee. It's not just, it's, look, minimal fees, but we're offering you training development because we, we won't make money unless you do. That's really what it's about. It, it, it's, we feel we're partners with our agents. And, and, and that's, again, that's, that's everything that drives us. When you talk about commission splits and where am I going to make the most money? I'm willing to have that conversation with any agent out there um, because I think that, that we do have a value proposition that, that right. many don't understand. Um, when you, we're talking about fees and, and things of that nature, it's typically more the experienced agent that wants to have that conversation. A new agent wants to know but we'll find that it's more of an experienced agent when they're thinking about making a move that those are some of the greater driving forces. And again, more than happy to have that conversation with any experienced agent um, thinking about making a change. Well, and, and, and let me bring that up to my fellow experienced agents. Take a look at some of the most successful teams in the area that you're you're looking in and see how many might be at that office or might not be at that office or with that with that brokerage in a nutshell guys teams in essence are a small company right and they they just don't operate as a brokerage why 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 wouldn't they well here's why because the traditional type companies like better homes and gardens mm -hmm. gary green they will provide things to those teams that these teams don't have to pay for. They don't, they can, they can, and they don't take the time 
away from where they need it most is which the clients and getting the listings ready and the administration of things. Those that's why those teams are there and they didn't open their own business or rent their own space or anything. Yeah, you're hitting the nail on the head. So they're in a team environment generating lots of production without the the hassle of of uh, of being of the nits and being in the weeds of running a, a business right I, I don't have to pay the phone bill i don't have to pay the rent i don't have to have employees and do unemployment taxes i, I don't have to do anything i don't have to worry about when the ac goes out i don't have to worry about when the you internet just do goes real down. estate i don't yeah i don't worry about anything all i do is just go sell real estate and let david handle all of those other problems that's exactly what they say mm-hmm. i hear them say that um <laughs> But I think so. That's key. So if you're you're considering a place to go, ask about that. A- ask ask that brokerage. You know, ask about the teams they have. A lot of people might feel threatened with with teams or an office that has a lot of agents. You know, I, I when I when I was considering the switch to um, Gary Green, I felt good about it having the most agents. Mm-hmm. And my previous broker said to me. That's exactly why you wouldn't want to go. What about all that competition? And I'm like, what do you mean? That I don't consider my fellow agents <clears throat> or realtors in general right. my competition. Right. Um, I consider that just a, a revenue for my clients, the, an avenue of sales. Because if we have a thousand agents out there, right. and we have all these signs on all the, we have the majority of the listings in, in Houston. We have the majority of sales. We have the majority of buyers. That can only help my business. Right. That's exactly right. And and, and I, I would make one small correction, John. And, and Please do. And that is we don't have the, the the largest number of agents. You are correct. We do have a thousand agents. Individually that, owned company or brokerage, I think, with the most agents in Houston. Oh, that could be true. Yeah. But if we looked at it maybe as a per office or something like yeah, that, that it, we not even close. Um, one thing I would say, though is that we have the most productive agents, right? So productivity per agent, there's no one that touches us. So that, I think, is a, is a real driving point that people should know, at least people who are considering making a change or even those entering into the business, is that you know, w- what's going on over there that they're the most productive organization out there. There are almost 37,000 licensed right. realtors uh, in Houston. And so we have a thousand of them, uh, and ours are the most productive. Coming back to your point about competition, <clears throat> I couldn't agree with you more. When there's a new realtor coming in, and we're interviewing them, someone else is interviewing them, and I have maybe an experienced agent in the office. Why are you bringing in all these new people? Listen, if there's gonna, if that person's entering the real estate market, it doesn't matter if they work down the the street from me or for me. They're in the business, they're competition, and if they're gonna be great, I want them working for me. Great way to answer that. All right, folks, when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more with Mr. David Johnson on the Real Estate Happy Hour, and we're going to uh, dive into some questions on how to hire a real estate agent. You should really log on and check out his vest. It's super cool. Join us each week on Facebook Live or check out our video archives of the Bringing It Home Radio Show on YouTube. Connect with us every which way possible. Vinyl, draftradio.com or Bringing It Home with John Wilkinson next. 
Lori Coppett. A name you can trust. Lori Coppett. A senior mortgage loan originator with Prime Lending, serving the Clear Lake area for over 28 years. Lori Why are you saying it like that? Coppett. Helping hundreds of satisfied clients with their home loan needs. Lori. Seriously? Coppett. If you're purchasing, refinancing, or renovating your home, visit lcoppock.com to get the professional service you need. NMLS number 176539, Equal Housing Lending. Lori Oh, for God's sake. Tucked away in the side streets of Kima, the white exterior of Kima Steak Company radiates a timeless essence. Behind the doors, a casual yet elegant dining experience welcomes their guests. They make sure your dining experience is nothing but the absolute best. Come in today and see why Kima Steak Company is your perfect getaway. Kima Steak Company is located at 707 Bradford Avenue in Kima. Contact them at 281-334-9463. Reservations recommended on weekends. Chuck Sports Bar and Memorabilia in League City is exactly what you picture a hometown bar to be. A perfect place to watch the game with friends, all the while enjoying great food, great drinks, and a friendly staff. Chuck's is also the home of celebrity bartender nights, open mic nights with Robert Del Toro, karaoke nights, and more. Chuck's is located at 601 East Main in Old League City and is open Tuesday through Thursday from 4 to 11 p.m. and Friday and Saturday from 4 to 1 a.m. Call Chuck's 832-632-1325 or find them on Facebook by searching Chuck's Sports Bar League City. Old League City area. This is Sherry Chris, President and CEO of Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate, and you're listening to the Bringing It Home Radio Show on oh, Vinyl Draft Radio. Do a promo for you? Good for you. Hey, hey now. Welcome back to the Real Estate Happy Hour. Uh, David's had a little too much to drink of his <laughs> peach tea. No, just peach kidding. Tea. He is completely sober, and he's just drunk on peach. Mm-hmm. I- it you know, just made no sense whatsoever. You know, last Tuesday, not not two days ago, but but a week ago, Tuesday was National Peach Ice Cream Day, and so we served peach ice cream at the sales meeting. Yeah, and I think you're throwing that at my face just because I tend not to make those. <laughs> I got so much going on in the morning, like waking up. We, we like to have fun, and um, and I want you to be part of that. I, and I want to be part of it. And every every Monday, I fully am like, I want to go to that meeting. <laughs> and then, you know, things happen. But I will tell you, you brought that up, but I think it's even more fun is that didn't you just celebrate National Tequila Day as well at the <laughs> office? But not not in the morning. I considered shots, but 10 o'clock shots probably was not a good idea. No. So we delayed it. Yeah, I think (laughs) what you did later in the afternoon, smart move, smart move, which I think was good. And I was considering that too. But, you know, I'll be honest with you. I've got clients that take me either they can't do anything until after 6 o'clock. Right. Or they can do any, they can only do things before noon. So, and our meeting's at 10, so I, 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 if you make it like twelve thirty, it could probably be there. Not not to change it for me though. <laughs> I, if anything, I'd like to back it up to nine, but uh, I might I might lose more people. Yeah, no, don't. I think you you got a great time, and I, and I promise I do want to make those. And you you guys are always in my thoughts on Tuesday mornings. <laughs> well, thank you. So um, maybe you could send us a video. That would that would be funny. Can I Skype in? <laughs> I'll Skype in from the. It's no problem. It's not like I'm sleeping. I'm actually up. It's just you know usually doing something. Um, all right, folks. We are back with Mr. David Johnston. Uh, 
the branch manager, and I want to say this again, I'm, I'm trying to get the name fluid now. It's the clear, uh, <laughs> it's the League City and Friendswood yes. branch manager. Yes. For Better Homes and Gardens, Gary Green. Yes. There we go. I'm glad you're so agreeable. Yeah, it's well, so easy. Uh, I I am. I'm happy this morning. <laughs> no. He, all right. He's a, he's a, it's happy hour. It's happy hour. It is happy hour. I like how you put that together. All right, folks. So we promised you some things. And we've talked today about some of the things that um, new or experienced real estate agents should consider, um, you know, looking into different areas or different brokerages. Um, you know, let's face it. We're independent contractors. Real estate agents, you're your, you're your own business. And where you hang your license um, really can affect your business. So it is a serious decision. And not only is it an, an interview, you're interviewing them as well as them they're interviewing you. Sure. It's just got to be a partnership. Mm -hmm. But I also think, this is for the consumers now, that real estate agents should be interviewed also by potential clients, whether they're selling a house. It's, it's not about competing. And I'm going to give you one little story just... Uh, you know, a real estate agent I know called me and she said, look, I, I don't know if I'm going to get this listing because they they already, they called and said, look, they have a house they want to list. Here's the price that they think they want to list it at, but they're, but they're not going to pay any more than 5% commission. Mm -hmm. So if that's how people interview you, to be their real estate agent, you might want to consider not working with them. And here's the, here's the reason why. I'm not saying because you're not willing to take less money. Mm -hmm. What I'm saying is, is that if their focus is only how much money can they save versus how much money the real estate agent can make for them, mm -hmm. then there's probably not going to be the best match for you as a successful real estate agent to do your job. Right. What are your thoughts on the low commission side of re requests that you, you, I'm sure you've experienced? Well, commission cutting, right? Yeah, <clears throat> discounting. Um, it, it, it's really unfortunate. And as I drive around the area, you'll see billboards even uh, past and even present that are advertising commission cutting. And, and it's really a disservice to the entire profession. Um, one, one response that I, I have heard that I think is a good response when a uh, customer is, is asking for you to cut commissions and, and, and it usually is prefaced something like the last guy I talked to is willing to do it for five or four and a half or whatever the number is, uh, would you be willing to do that? And the response would be, if he's that willing to give away his own money, what do you think he's going to do with yours? Meaning I just gave away 33 to 50% of, of what I should be making on this thing. You know, how, how, how well is he going to negotiate for you? He certainly didn't negotiate for himself very well. Right. right. So, so if that was his demonstration of his negotiating abilities to just hand, hand half his paycheck over to you, How's he going to negotiate for you? That's the way I, I, I say you get what you pay for in most cases. Now, I'm not saying, I'm not saying if you use a discount broker or someone who's lowering their their commissions just to get your listing that you're you're getting a less quality photographs or 
you know, they're not going to do a good job at descriptions, if they do descriptions at all, uh, on their photos. It seems like in this market right now, a lot of people aren't taking, a lot of real estate agents aren't taking time to put descriptions on their pictures. Mm -hmm. But um, it, what I'm saying is, is, what are they, like exactly you focus on, is what are they willing to give you? What, what, what are they giving you that's still going to, or not giving you? What are they taking away that they may not have the heart into it. And it could be that negotiating skill. Mm -hmm. They're just like, hey, we're just doing anything for the business. So does that mean they're going to do whatever they can for the sale of your home? Maybe not in your best interest. Not intentionally. I, I don't think people go out there and do that. Um, but uh, I, As an agent going in to the meeting with, with a potential customer, and they're interviewing two or three agents, which is great. I love that. I love competing. I love competition. Um, it's, it's a component of sales. Yep. Winning the listing is, is, is a great feeling. It's, it's a high. It's a drug. And it, I think that's part of the thing that keeps us going. So the key to winning listing presentations, for me, comes down to two things, planning and preparation, right? Do I have a system? Do I know what I'm going to say? Is my book ready to go? It, do I have um, the things that I'm going to be demonstrating? Uh, a listing presentation isn't just about talking. Um, it, it for, it, it's about show and tell. I like to have show and tell. And so it's not just I'm going to send these postcards out or these are my flyers or this is my sign or these are the open houses. I, I'm, I'm demonstrating everything. And so by the time they're done with me, I'm hoping that the commission conversation doesn't even come up. And if it does, I'll, I'll address it. But, but I usually, well, when I was an agent, I usually win. And I believe it was because the presentation was so strong and there was some sort of connection level as well, because that's very important, um, that that somewhat mitigates that issue. Right. You know, and, and sometimes we have to be able to quantify what it is. It's a two hundred thousand dollar house. You want me to take a thirty three percent hit on my side, so it's two thousand dollars that we're talking about. That this is right. We're talking about one percent uh, of what this this conversation is all about. So this is a two thousand dollar conversation. Um, I'm quite certain I will bring two thousand dollars of value to this um, transaction. Exactly. And, and that's why I said in the beginning of that whole thing, they may not be worth sharing that interview with, you know, because if you're being interviewed and the first thing they tell you is they, they won't do it you know, unless you're willing to reduce your rate. It's not even worth arguing about to me. And, and I simply, you know, I'm not going to discount my services because I'm not going to give you less service. It, it just doesn't make sense. Right. I'm going to do everything I can for you and your property. Right. And, and I'm not going to discount what I do because just for your listing, I just don't want your listing. I want a successful conclusion. I want a happy client. I want a client at the end of the day who says, that guy's a great agent. That's it. I, I couldn't agree more. I, the higher end stuff, the six, seven, eight million, we, we don't disc. I, I mean, it, it is what it is. You know, so it always seems to be this $150,000 listing that we're having that conversation on. But, um, so we just move on. We just move on. And let's move on. The first question that I think every potential seller should ask an agent is, how long have you been doing real estate now? Or selling real estate. Mm -hmm. Not so much doing. There's a difference <laughs> between selling and doing. 
And uh, what's your feeling on on that question? If if that were to be asked to every agent when they walk through the door for an interview, by the potential seller, yes, right. One I would find I I don't believe that's a question that gets asked a lot, and and if that question does get asked. I think a lot of it has to do to what we mentioned a, a couple minutes ago is the planning and preparation or lack of planning and preparation. I could be in this business for six years or six months, but if my my presentation is solid, if I've been working with my manager to help me and and have role played and have the things in place to where I know what I'm going to do, I can go into that presentation, demonstrate my knowledge. Um, convey my enthusiasm and, and uh, market awareness, they're probably not going to ask me that question. Or if they do, it's because they're so impressed. They think I've been doing it for a very long time. Um, and so when I tell them I'm in my first year, that takes them by surprise. And I think it's fair for me to say right now that I think it's a legitimate question and not because it it'll draw out maybe a negative because I don't think inexperience is a negative. Quite honestly, I, I, I don't think that experience equals success. Mm -hmm. That's no not, yeah, that's not how it works. You know, real estate's kind of a commission-based business. And again, it's one of those things where when you're first on, you're very hungry, you're more attuned, you're learning. And as if you're taking advantage of the tools, your brokerage and the, the tutelage, your, your, your office managers are giving you or the training managers or whatever that brokerage is doing for you to increase that and you take advantage of just learning how to be a better agent every day, that question should not scare you as a new agent. And right. you should be ready to answer that. Again, maybe not by even giving them an opportunity to ask because you've come and you've done the planning and you know preparation for that whole presentation to begin with. Right. So, all right, folks, we've got a few more questions for Mr. David Johnson when we come back with the last part of the Real Estate Happy Hour. Great. Want to know more about today's show? Your previous shows? Watch John in our video archives and anything else you need to know. FinalDraftRadio.com. Click on Featured Shows. The Bringing It Home Radio Show with John Wilkinson, the real estate agent invested in you. We'll be right back. Final Draft Radio. I'm not sure why I whispered that. Elite Care 24-Hour Emergency Room in League City offers all of the services found at a traditional hospital emergency room, but adds very short wait times, a clean and comfortable location, and outstanding service. The goal? For you to see an emergency room physician within 10 minutes of your visit and to provide you with the best, most comfortable experience while you're with them. Elite Care 24-Hour is located at 2530 Gulf Freeway in League City. Call 281-337-7500. The average person moves five times over their lifetime. If it's moving time for you, John Wilkinson is ready to help sell your home quickly, professionally, at the best possible price. John's personalized and unique marketing plan will get your home in front of the most qualified buyers and their agents by means of real estate magazines, online listing sites, social media, direct marketing, and yes, even on the radio. Call John Wilkinson at 281-974-0739 or email him at john at jwgetsitsold.com to get your house on the market and featured on the Bringing It Home show on Vinyl Draft Radio. Contact John Wilkinson with Better Homes and Gardens. Gary Green, the real estate agent invested in you. 
prom season, wedding season, homecoming. Get the look you want this year at Muzzy's. Your one-stop shop, Muzzy's has everything you need to look great with the perfect dresses, shoes, and accessories. These events will be unforgettable, so shouldn't you be too? Find us online at muzzies.com or come see owner Lynn Red and her amazing staff. Muzzies, fashion with an attitude. Participate on the show, ask questions, or just say hi. Final Draft Radio on Facebook. V-I-N-Y-L-R-A-U-G-H-T. Back to more of the Bringing It Home Radio Show on Final Draft Radio. All right, folks. Last call. Last call at the happy hour. Uh, Real estate happy hour today with Mr. David Johnson. Sir, I'm going to have to cut you off soon. Uh Uh-oh. So, uh, you know, too much of that PhD. It ferments (laughs) a little bit. All right, we're going to try to get a few more questions in here before uh, we go for the week. And I do want to say that um, I just was listening to the commercial prior to this, and I just think the name Muzzies is a fantastic name. Now, I have not yet been there, so I can't – I'm not making fun of the name at all. I just think Muzzies sounds cool. Muzzies. Muzzies. I'd go to a bar called Muzzies. I, I would go. Well, that sounds like a bar, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I don't think it is. I don't think it is. So I'll have to really listen to that. So, folks, if you know what Muzzies is, comment and let me know. Let's We'd go- love for you to find out. Yeah, Let's we, Google it. We can go- they I'm- sold the dresses to the Miss Kima pageant. Oh, it's a dress shop. It's certainly a place I probably won't frequent. Wow. Not, nothing against that. Wow. I'm just saying it. You, you probably- look beautiful, John. Why, Tegan? Thank they- you, sir. I would. They yeah. probably <laughs> serve champagne while you're shopping. Oh, well, that right there, <laughs> there you go. And I, I forget, I'm not going to go down that lane here. We've got a couple more questions for David. Now, really what I'm asking, what we're talking about, folks, is questions that you should be, if you're, if you're thinking about selling your house, you should be interviewing two to three agents. And again, it doesn't matter if your best friend, your sister, your mom is a real estate agent. Interview two to three. Loyalty is fantastic. It needs to be earned every single time. And guess what? Even though it's a seller's market now, eventually it's going to be a buyer's market. It's and moving. Yeah, and, and, and you, need to, you, you need to open up those doors because the right people can help you. Hey, maybe I'm not the right agent for you. I'm okay. I live with that. But at least open the doors to other agents to let them know because you, you might be surprised. It may be able to help you better. It's just like a doctor, right? There's there there's specialists mm-hmm. out there that, that do certain things, mm-hmm. you know, that are much better at working with buyers and sellers, or you know, are good in in you know, luxury homes versus you know mm-hmm. investment properties. So there's plenty of agents out there, and not saying the one you use now can't do that all, but there are some that specialize in what you will need, and maybe it'll be different than what your your mm-hmm. your friend or your mom can provide now. Mm-hmm. All right, so here's another question. Can I ha- have you ever been asked this? Can I have contact information for three references? Have you been asked that question? I have not been asked that question. That's I have not either. Yeah. The only thing that would come close to that, I guess, I was at a listing presentation and uh, everything was going really well. And the wife asked me if I could give an example of how I. Um, it wasn't overcame an objection. If I could give an example on how I, I remember, it was give an example on how I successfully negotiated for a previous customer. Hmm. And I thought, I really am on a job interview. And, and so I thought there for a second, and I said, tell you what, I'll give you two. 
and and then proceeded to answer how that that had happened and uh, and I ended up walking away from listening do you want to know what that was I, I do that's please so I, I had a listing leave us hanging yes I had a listing and um, and I picked it up actually marketing expires and so I picked up this expired listing um, and so it had been a while on the market obviously we got an offer the the owner of the property and it was a, a a rental for him so it was vacant and he got the offer and he was excited that we got the offer and he says take it and i said i said normally in the rule of sales is when you have the sale you're just supposed to shut up and i but i broke my rule and i said listen i know they'll pay more i said why don't we counter it at x and he says pauses and he says Okay, David, he says, but don't blow it. And I said, yeah. I won't. And so we go back, we present the counter offer, and they take it. Come back, and obviously, happy ending to that story. So that was one example I was able to provide the customer. The other example was very similar, just from the other um, side of the transaction. And it's, it's a good point that, that you make is that, I, I, you know, I'm trying to recall, I mean, how many agents would would actually stop at that point. Oh, he's going to take it anyway. So no need to push that further. Right. Remember, best interest, your client's best interest. Correct. At the end of the day. And those are always the best thing. And again, that doesn't mean you have to be selfish about things in terms of just whatever for your client only. Because trust me, when you sell real estate, there's partnerships going on. There's competition, but there's also partnerships. You have to, you know, it's the goal of both those agents to get that property sold. Correct. Get it to the finish line. But you're going to need to do it in the best interest of your clients, which it was evident by your, hey, <laughs> I'm just saying, trust me, I think we can get more. So I think that's a fantastic example mm -hmm. on that. And it kind of brings up uh, something that, what, what's, your, what's your feeling on relationships between competing agents or agents between competing brokerages? You know, when I say relationships, I'm not asking, do you approve of a personal relationship? No, that's not what I'm asking you. <laughs> what I'm asking you is, is that I can tell you just, here's, here's my example before you get, before I get your opinion, because then I, mm -hmm. I won't feel ashamed to share this. I think relationships between agents are important. And I'm not saying be everybody's friend or anything like that. Um, as you know, I, 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 I don't make it to the meeting. So obviously if I was really <laughs> that, but what I'm saying is I don't go to social events to meet agents and, right. and, and do those kind of things for sure. Um, but what I, what I certainly do is I meet agents through business, through doing, doing business with them mm -hmm. in real estate. Mm -hmm. And I recently put a house under contract uh, because a competing brokerage, an agent called me a week before and said, look, I got a house going on the market in two weeks. Mm -hmm. It's this, this, if you have a buyer, let me know. Now she called me personally. I've known her personally. And lo and behold, within a week, all of a sudden I picked up a buyer that was looking and he, I said, I think I got the house for you. And we got to see the house before it was even listed and we put an offer on it before it was even listed. Great. And it's all because of those relationships. Mm -hmm. Now that's the potential positive of that, but I'm wondering if you have any feelings on that in general in terms of building those relationships like, um, you know, um, you know, in general, do you go out with agents from another brokerage or managers from another brokerage? <laughs> I don't know. You know, it's interesting. I, there's obviously the title companies and, and different groups get together and sponsor some, 
you know, happy hours and stuff like that. And from time to time, I, I will go to those. In fact, I went to one um, maybe about three weeks or so ago, and I did meet you know, a, another uh, leader from another brokerage, and and it was a a, a nice dialogue, and it, it was very you know comfortable and and not a problem at all. Kind of going back to what you were talking about, relationships with agents. I think we all know dominant agents in particular areas, condominium buildings, subdivisions, right. what, whatever you are. And um, and if I have a buyer that's looking in a certain area um, to where I know there are an agent or two who are dominant in that area, I think it's great to, to have the, a, a relationship to where I can pick up the phone and say, Hi, it's it's David, you know, and hopefully they know, you know, we know each other. Who? Yeah, and if not, hey, you know, that's embarrassing. And if not, that's okay too. But listen, I have someone who's looking; they want to buy in in this subdivision. I know you live there. I know you list a lot there. If you have anything coming up, or if no, if anything, would you please let me know? And and I think that happens a lot, and it's important for the business. And you know, it goes back to where we started out in the beginning and saying that uh, you know, Gary Green has over a thousand agents. And I never felt that was a threat to my future business because I think I have to earn my own business mm -hmm. with the help of Gary Green and the, and, the, and the agents in there. So the more agents I get to know there also are helpful and stuff. And plus, mm -hmm. I feel good helping, helping others with that. All right, folks, we are winding down. And so some quick reminders. Brand new League City Better Homes and Gardens Gary Green office will be opening hopefully within about 10 days' ten time. Days, 10 days. Off of 96. On League City Parkway, uh, West League City Parkway, Marketplace at 96, 1911 West League City Parkway. Phone number is 281 607 1990. I think I have to write that down because I certainly don't own that number. Um, folks, we will put uh, on the uh, show's uh, Facebook page, we'll put any grand opening information because we certainly would like to invite real estate agents and buyers and sellers to stop on by. You might as well celebrate. We are going to be a centerpiece on 96. I'm telling you, I know what's going on down there. We're going to bring the neighbors within the, the business community there. Um, we'd like to have everyone in the community, dignitaries, and just have a great time. All right, folks, till next week. I see Miss Dorsey. That's my cue to go bye-bye next week, guys.